listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Me and Mariah go back like babies and pacifiers. Oh, no dogs, no liar. Keep your fantasy hot like fire. Jump, jump, let me see you do the stump. Girls, let me see you shake your rump. Brothers, hit your back from the front. Um, hit from the back and the front let's do it do it do it uh-huh i'm a little bit of country i'm a little bit of rock and roll and i'm so to soul big letters all big and bold old dirty bastard bask and blow hey welcome to the blackout test podcast your host rod and karen and we're live on a saturday morning ready to do some feedback you yes, can sir. find us on itunes stitcher podomatic just leave us uh five star reviews on itunes and stitcher we read them on the show new year new five star reviews what we say we don't care what country you're in we're gonna read it just yes, sir. get those reviews in and we will read them um and make sure they're five stars we appreciate y'all okay you've been listening for years and today is the day we get to hear the fruits of our labor and we like Yay, that we do you can also do participate in this conversation by going to the black guy who tips.com and leaving comments on our website each episode each post uh has an option where you can log in and leave a comment um you can also um go to the blackguywhotips.com and uh sign up to become a donator on the front uh page and it can be one time recurring it could be any denomination any amount doesn't matter we shout everybody out the same you can also sign up to become a premium member the blackguywhotips.com slash premium because we do premium shows as well okay you got pregame you got balls deep lip smacking good you got spoiled movie reviews uh nerd off off, uh medium talk a bunch of stuff okay you can go catch all those things there as well um you can email us the black guy who tips at gmail.com you hear all these ways you can get in contact with us guys okay um and you can also leave us voicemail as long as the two minutes or less 704-557-0186 so i mean listen there's no excuse okay guys that's all i'm saying there's a ton of ways to get in contact with us to reach us and we appreciate everybody takes the time out to do that uh as a matter of fact today's show is brought to you by listeners who did just that donate it i dedicate this song to recession depression and unemployment this song is for you today's a new day that's right new day new salary let's talk about it james g thank you very much for a recurring donation james we appreciate you Mm -hmm. coming through on a on a saturday morning okay uh we also got a donation from calvin in i hope the mcdonald's is going well i know same he was in the management program but by now he probably owns several mcdonald's i hope he does deidre h thank you deidre we appreciate you gerard l thanks gerard we got a new recurring donator monica t thank you monica hey baby tyrone m we appreciate the tyrone uh lanika m thank you so much that sound new that did sound new uh jason f thank you jason terry w thank you alexander m thank you so much dot street j thank you eric m attitude check Franco Franco Pride. pride that's correct Sura, Waste Speeds by Sura. Thank you so much. Michael Irvin, what's going on, Mike? Appreciate mm-hmm. your playmaker. Uh, Jasmine A, thank you so much. Bowie, freelancing. Thank you so much, Bowie. Mary H, appreciate you. 
janine r thank you so much dot janine deborah o we appreciate you deborah omat a coming through jonathan w getting black history month started out right come on rachel h thank you stefan h no relation uh i'm man mr span the span report podcast thank you very much mr span mm-hmm. andy s thank you andy jeff m thank you jeff uh jonathan h thank you so much Corey b golda s juanita w a bunch of new that names. sound new that sound new even in one before that sounded new to me j full we appreciate you j full for uh coming through early days of photography thank you very much uh marvin b yes marvin b uh <laughs> thank you so much for your current donation michael w thank you so much calter h thank you michael i mean micole f thank you micole asia d thank you asia candace h and that's everybody for me can you just smile for me whatever you're in right now smile for me can you just smile for me and my people say oh, oh, oh. all right all right let's get into these five star reviews we got quite a few um so on itunes all right already five stars by carrie and day who says here are your five stars smiley face thanks again for the last silliness and smart talk carolyn thank you carolyn we will take them anyway you give them to us thank mm-hmm. you we'll take a begrudging five stars come on as long we'll as we get them. it uh do you care how your work feel when they give you your check i don't Mm-mm. uh make this pod a habit five stars by damian k who says rod and queen karen are brilliant hilarious poignant incisive sharp and always on point you will not regret making this a near daily listen thank you thank you um reagan 342 says guilt brought me here quality gave it five stars five stars thank you my husband just harassed me on not leaving a review that's what i'm talking about <laughs> shout out to hubby that's what i'm talking about way to use some of that toxic masculinity for some good okay <laughs> get out here and get your wife to give us these five stars each reviews. one pressure one i know i know but what can i say that hasn't already been said before you have amazing chemistry you're funny as hell you present issues and make it fun yes i was an instant fan ever since i started listening i find myself thinking of uh descriptions for guess the race that's how much you become part of my daily life she's not my sister she's my mom white my dad has the best taste in music white turn the station up to classic rock white this is the first podcast i ever related to thanks for being worth all five stars thank you thank you and shout out to hubby yeah appreciate you uh getting getting her out there to help us out we appreciate couples couple goals okay right one of the best five stars by dad's making noise who says my favorite podcast makes me feel like i'm not crazy surprising how many times we get that isn't it all right we have a lot long haul fan five stars says black and trans and beautiful this is a long overdue review i've been listening to ride and care for about five years this is my favorite podcast as a long haul driver i have listened to hundreds of hours of podcasts this one by far is my favorite and now that i'm a local driver and my podcast time is limited this is the one i always listen to first so i never miss an episode oh, oh thank you 
thank you appreciate you Man, we keep you safe up and down the roads baby. come on now come on gotta stay awake okay delivering out here mm-hmm. on these roads i mean come on now these roads are crazy mm-hmm. riding karen all day five stars by rich 4422 who says this is a fantastic podcast i've been listening to the podcast for about four years and the show keeps getting better every year because of your show i've been introduced to other great podcasts such as three guys on the mundane festival and tea with queen and jay i would say the owl but i'm not sure what the rules are on me and saying the owl Ow. uh my wife and i met you at the negro con oh, oh thank, you. thank you that was dope yes i hope we'll get to see you again keep up the good work no doubt thank you baby um flu daddy says rod karen and rod are the friends i wish i had uh tbgw uh, five stars tbgwt is appointment listening you'll be hooked on the love they have and their ability to laugh at the ridiculousness of the news of the world thank you thank you you know i do like i do pride myself uh and our show on uh our ability to laugh at some of this bullshit i mean mm-hmm. it's not that it's, it's not that it's really funny but it's it's some some of the stuff so ridiculous i just don't know how people right make it through life when they can't laugh at, at the ridiculousness of, of this shit because i mean if not you go you lose your mind you know yes you will uh we also got one five star review for spoiled movie reviews and on itunes opti 93 says movie fan five stars i enjoyed the reviews i didn't listen to all but some of the movies i see or am willing to revisit i particularly like the malevolent interesting spin on the fairy tale the king was a schmuck and uh deserved all the misery big fan of both karen and rod thank you thank you yeah we've done a lot of baby i understand if you don't listen to all of them yeah i mean plus we're just dumping all the movies that we've reviewed over the years on here so you know my guess is that most people are probably going through cherry picking like okay i was interested in this movie Mm -hmm. oh i saw this movie uh and this since it's already spoiled where you don't have to i hate when i watch a movie and i listen to a review and the review is like well we don't want to spoil the movie i'm like well i do want you to spoil it i want to know what you think about the things that happened at the end the most crucial plot points and talking around it sometimes is a bit cumbersome you know yeah because everybody ain't good at it yeah and i'm not saying they're not good but i guess what i'm saying is like even if we tried to do it it's just hard to be like yeah oh yeah so then in the sixth sense you know when the thing happened and it's really just changed the way everything was viewed from that point on and you know you go back through the whole movie it was just crazy it's like no nah, i want to yeah. hear what you specifically thought about different instances yeah and it's very sometimes it's very difficult to have a conversation about a movie that's spoiler free without actually spoiling something sometimes mm-hmm. and so uh yeah i completely understand that that's why i know we like to just be like look it's in the title if you press play and you're mad just that's on you right so that's our approach to it you know hopefully people understand mm-hmm. um we also got three five-star reviews on stitcher yeah come on through stitcher shout out to the people to do it on stitcher because we know that honey stitcher make you work for it art starsky seven days ago said new fan five stars i'm a new listener but i enjoy the show rods Rodzilla impressions are hilarious keep up the good work thank you thank you netta vet 81 says five stars three days ago i hereby designate ryder care my play cousins ha <laughs> officially official play cousins y'all we made it nigga we made it come on i'll take that role uh finally getting around to playing my five-star review ties 
my favorite podcasts are the ones that are more conversational and the blackout tips does not disappoint i've laughed been mad not at them but the issue they discuss and more importantly giving thought about issues in the world that don't necessarily impact me thank you guys for the work you do thank you thank you appreciate you listening and i'm uh, glad you enjoyed this conversational podcast mm-hmm. there's so many types of podcasts so many different podcasts everybody thinks they know what a podcast should be everybody thinks you know how you should do it and all this stuff and it's good that you know we found our flock and proved a lot of people kind of wrong you know like they don't really know what they're talking about so oh <laughs> um, yeah because we've been places where people talk we look at them and we go we're the opposite of everything you're talking about right uh not nut boy says five star it's time rod police officer sir do you know you were doing 73 in a 25 rod black history month police officer you can go sir speeds off black history black history uh yeah i'm just glad there's black history month back again because uh racism is back okay guys i don't know if you've been reading these stories we'll talk about it tomorrow we have brandon collins on and uh his wife tati um as guest and uh let's just say black history month started with a bang I, it felt like every story i looked at yesterday it was like racism schism schism racism mode racism times two like good grief <laughs> this is a racism contest i thought that y'all saved yeah. that for halloween Mm-mm, it's the shortest month of the year we gotta pack all the action in there good grief i was looking down the thing like bill maher and fucking the uh, governor of virginia and a blackface teacher at school I'm like what the fuck is happening the secret contest anyway and you're right nobody knew why people were playing let's get to the comments on the website 830 1830 was uh, uh uh issue called favor spelled f-a-v-o-u-r mm-hmm. and um we did get no comments but we did get uh the poll and a comment on the poll was ted bundy a snack yes no or that's gross there Well, for me, I didn't think he was attractive, but I don't think he's gross either. But I could understand. So then that's a no. No. Okay. Right, uh, yes, 6%. 31% agree with you, Karen. They say no. And 63% think that's gross. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say he was gross, but I could I can particularly understand. Like you said, <clears throat> I think because when we was watching the – it was a documentary, right? Or, yeah. Okay, when we was watching them – the documentary, like Roger say, we didn't have the same quality of cameras and stuff like that like we do nowadays. So he actually may have been a lot more appealing, you know, physically than what we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm pretty sure around that time he had to have charisma because, you know, people act like these women uh, just went up there to just any old rinky-dink dunk person. Like, there had to be something about him that had to be appealing. Yeah, genders are funny because on the one hand, i get that people want to posthumously disrespect the dude because he's a serial killer and a horrible man but then there's always that fine line between that and then being like and these women that fell for this shit i don't know what they was thinking these stupid motherfuckers like i I don't Mm -hmm. know man can we just kind of have an in-between of like you know i he must have been charming somebody must have thought he looked good right and that's kind of how he spun his web and that you know and it's also okay to be like we don't need to worship this guy talk about him being the hottest thing in the world like just somewhere in the middle you know right which is where most people are because these are victims and they're 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 uh they never recover some of these bodies you know like it's a lot of shit behind that family's grieving and it's funny though how people do that 
and you're like well you know if it was your family you wouldn't give a fuck so right. why why are you acting like it matters for this instant not to be funny for a lot of niggas because it was quote-unquote white people yeah so uh anyway we got one comment brooklyn shoe bay says he wasn't no prison bay however zach efron is a snack a meal and a dessert lol yeah <laughs> it was also like people judge that movie uh trailer with zach efron like y'all are gonna celebrate this man and zach efron had to put out like a statement like hey no no that's not it's just a movie trailer come on but it's kind of like that's what twitter does best is you know jordan peele put out us and everybody was like this is how black children are viewed and all the think pieces the double consciousness of black and american and he was like it's not about race y'all for real uh uh uh, beg your pardon we wrote the think pieces already so it is (laughs) and that's what it's gonna be and we won't turn all right uh episode 1831 telling jokes for two this is where we had blair nice on the show um and eve left a comment she says you know those white people stink they don't just kick white people off the plane unless the offense is egregious they had to have smell like booty sweat feel natural deodorant headlights and patchouli oil yeah i mean just saying um and then also i saw a lot of people on twitter adding blair and saying how much they enjoyed on the episode Mm -hmm. thank you i love when you guys do that let our guests know that hey i'm listening i'm enjoying you it was smart for you to go on this show Mm -hmm. is spreading the word about your stuff so thank you for the people that take a little extra time to say that kind of stuff on social media um the poll was do you think the family kicked off the plane really stank yes or no karen yes 95 percent of the audience agrees with you five percent says no then they, somehow they were kicked off of something else brooklyn shoebag says i say mostly yes but i think there was probably some underlying anti-semitism involved because they were an orthodox jewish family and i had not heard of this before me either i didn't know orthodox jewish people had this type of uh, reputation or stereotype or racism they was dealing with uh because some hygiene products sold on the market are made with non-halal and or non-kosher ingredients many of orthodox jewish and muslim people i run into nyc avoid using them they will have a strong body odor but i wouldn't call it offensively funky however combine that with some people's inherent dislike for muslims and jews they'll make a bigger deal out of the smell mm, okay well yeah, learn something new sure did because i didn't know and i don't think i've ever been on a plane yet you know hopefully knock on wood never come on knock on where it. where i've had this type of issue and i hope i never have to that's a very small space right where if your uh olfactory senses are kicking your ass uh you know that's gonna be that's gonna be a flight long thing come on and i'm pretty sure the air goes around in circles because you're up high <laughs> now i put out my interview uh with feminista jones uh it was a medium talk episode called reclaiming our space about her new book but we ended up talking about way more than that mm-hmm. and i put it on the main feed uh one on the one hand uh to help you know so because obviously she wants to promote her book mm-hmm. and we want as many ears that listen to the show to be able to, to hear the interview and whatnot and then uh two uh because it was a fun interview it was fun times it's I, fun to listen to okay yeah and I, I got a lot of feedback and stuff so i'm glad people actually listened and responded and people left comments let's get to them gwg says this was an incredible conversation thank you paul not poe says such a great chat it went by way too fast a feminist is a guest feature in the everyday show that would be so cool reading feminist's book now thanks paul Aww. not poe 
yeah the, and i won't front like um there's some people we're hesitant to have on a regular show and it's not about them it's like because they're gonna be a bad guest or something Mm-mm. sometimes with what we do i do worry that we're gonna either fuck up somebody's coin or Come somebody on. there's gonna be some shit on here where somebody's gonna be like oh this person's supposed to be this but they was on here laughing about this person getting murdered or laughing about uh the race of this thing or i'm not gonna be we're not gonna be the downfall yeah so i do you know and and maybe i'm uh, it's overly worrisome but i don't know but i do worry about that for certain people Mm -hmm. because i want them to be able to like you know i understand that people have lanes we feel them and that's and that and and not and it's not always about mixing the lanes it's Mm -hmm. also why you know i chose to do an interview with her rather than to just have her as a guest on the show nothing wrong with that Mm-mm. but i i think in an interview we can kind of stick to a topic stick to the subject talk about you know the things that are relevant to us and kind of steer it so that you know like i said i you know i worry um when we have eljoy you know uh on mm-hmm. like i worry that piece you know one day because and you guys have seen it on the internet you guys have seen it at this point come on i do worry like somebody runs for office and then if somebody pulls up some old blackout tips clip like come on oh she thought it was so funny when this person got killed with a sword or some shit right. now and now we on <laughs> we now involved in right. somebody we fucking... on cnn and snbc or some <laughs> shit like that and i'm like this ain't the way i want to be here right so you you know i you know maybe it's just a paranoia but that's one of the reasons that i prefer the interview style versus the you know regular show with all the jokes and shit yeah because it's funny though we joke about el joke we look at joke. we like look she gonna be somebody run for office or some shit no i do not want to be uh the people that they bring up on the campaign trail i will not right and then you gotta realize too like is with as much shit as people taking out of context some of these scandals that are popping off um and i'm not saying this is the same obviously but just take go with me here um like the dude in virginia right now that took a picture when he was 25 years old either in blackface or a clan robe like this nigga been operating a whole 30 something more years out in the political life and everything and now we want him to resign because we just found out about something he did 30 years ago mm-hmm. that's not saying that that's unfair but it is saying like you know i bet he wish he didn't take that motherfucking picture or whoever green lit it in the yearbook would have been like yeah probably shouldn't put this one in here um whether he's an ally now or he's changed or whatever it don't really matter even mm-hmm. if he apologizes it's never gonna really matter the point being he did the shit in the first place and we are at a time now where that whole like context time things that used to matter in real life don't matter as much on the internet anymore right right so that's one of the reasons you know we kind of be we try to be kind of careful with um who you know like if it's a comedian cool come through the show you know you make controversial jokes and shit probably already if it's uh another podcaster cool you do this for a living but sometimes with like activism and stuff yeah I, I just try to be careful now if the person don't give a fuck and they like i want to do it anyway that's cool you know cool. sometimes we'll be like that's cool but for the most part you know with activists with um uh like people that hold public office people that mm-hmm. have jobs like you know in her case she was doing social work mm-hmm. man i would hate for somebody to try to like be like oh this this was fucked up when you thought this was okay but you do social work and shit because people are so petty at this point come so, on anyway um felicity says this was a phenomenal was phenomenally beautiful what a gift to listen to you two talking i was incredibly moved by the mutual respect between you the sense of lifting each other up together as two people professionally engaged in making social media and the world a kind of better less sexist racist place uh so <laughs> this is so nice but i do not think of myself as any of these. like i'm listening to this like 
uh are we making the world a kind of better less sexist racist place but i appreciate y'all uh feeling that way though seriously uh so many good points made about the intersections of feminism and anti-racism in my heart got hope from hearing you talk about growth i really enjoy your reflections on how seeking knowledge trying trying to learn making errors and reflecting on our mistakes is the best any of us can do p.s a thousand percent agree there should be no billionaires yeah like that's she was saying that was the thing she's been getting a lot of pushback on twitter because she said there should be no billionaires and motherfuckers have been in her mention for days now um which is so you know so interesting uh because my thing is like it's just one person's opinion you don't have to attack somebody you know okay so you agree that should be billionaires all right <laughs> like what is what is coming at me gonna change or not change for this idea you know um but uh thank you for listening and uh yeah you know i really did enjoy the conversation and um i think also that was a thing sitting there you had we've been internet friends quote-unquote for uh a decade you know like i I still remember you know her original username and you know Mm -hmm. all that type of stuff and and i think oh nine somewhere around in there yeah and i think also like because of when you become aware of people it's um it's something to the fact of all the people that was originally on twitter and saw each other kind of grow and become and follow their paths and lanes and their choosings and stuff like that it's something too that that um has been lost in translation in the last i'd say four or five years because as twitter blew up people started becoming introduced to the already kind of more fully formed you and so they have an idea of you that is like oh activist feminist writer and that doesn't mean you're not those things you are you are those things podcaster that you know all these things they they think you know oh this person was but it's not i was not always this Mm-mm. nobody was always any of this it's just the snapshot on digital media that you're seeing makes you feel like you completely know this person or you but you just know the last x amount of years and the presentation and you don't know what it took to get there you don't know where they started y'all don't remember when uh the everything they said wasn't that woke quote unquote or when people were going in over little stuff and so as people that have kind of orbited each other um via social media i feel like there's things that we've noticed about each other just from being on social media where it's like oh yeah i remember that day that you got you know people was in your mentions over blank and i remember this day that you know uh you fell out with so-and-so and i remember this day that you know and we all have these things and yet um that's where the commonality and the humanity lie that's where to me the that's where you get the respect for people like one how they navigate those things but two how you like move on through those things how you overcome those things if you show accountability for those things stuff like that so um you know i i've just always felt like uh and and by the way with other people i don't have that connection right there's some people i only became aware of them through that like oh they did a whole lot of work so i don't i don't know what they were like 10 years ago so i just remember you know with her being like yo remember when twitter was the wild west remember how crazy it was remember like somebody be fighting with you on on tuesday and then on wednesday they want to be your best friend and on thursday they you know posting the receipts like it's just crazy you know anyway angel says this is an awesome conversation i never got into twitter and i'm not that familiar with everyone who has come from that platform thank you for introducing me to someone new my 17 year old daughter and i will be reading reclaiming our space together 
yeah man i think the book also really does a good job of serving as kind of like this is black like twitter black feminist twitter and kind of like a brief history of some of the seminal moments of black feminism on uh twitter and you know i think it's hard it's for those of us that are really on social media like that it's hard for us to conceptualize like oh yeah there's a lot of people that aren't correct like this is all like they need all this shit explained to them hashtags and why something was trending what does it mean to trend and uh all that type of stuff what is a dragging exactly what does it feel like what does it look like right because most of y'all know when y'all talk to people outside of facebook and twitter and instagram y'all talk to quote-unquote normal ass people who most people don't have accounts have accounts but barely use them when y'all talk to them and y'all talk about the people they're only big online they go who is that what is that that's why i don't use that meet that platform because it's so fucking confusing there's more of them than it is of us <laughs> mm-hmm um clarence Clawford and some more says good this episode was enjoyable really like how you lift each other up keep on doing that as for why it would matter if she dated white men or not sigh hey if negroes be sleeping the women gonna go elsewhere uh serena baby if you're listening no i'm still here <laughs> boy that ship is sailed alexis ain't never let her go but mm-hmm. until then i'm gonna go find some nigger fish and see how much that cream smears off if it or if it's gotten better uh, okay good luck with that last line but um yeah i i mean you know it was cool to be able to like be positive and shit i feel like mm-hmm. so much of i don't know gotta i hope also this thing is a lesson in taking some conversations off the internet correct you know because there's all this pressure to perform and then all these all this static and people get in the conversation and like try to twist shit when people are talking on social media like it you know it's it's more difficult than than yeah. not yes it is i think we were listening to queen with t and j to you at queen and j yes i jacked that up Please it's okay forgive me no it's okay and um i was when I was listening, they were talking about how when you have conversations online, it's not like real life. Mm-hmm. If me and you are talking right now, this conversation between me and you, somebody does not randomly walk through the door and starts jumping and yelling in the middle of our conversation, mm-hmm. not knowing what we talked about in the past, not knowing the flow of the conversation, not knowing our relationship, they're just yelling. Right. She was like, conversations don't work like that in real life. Well, they were saying, I'm sorry, conversations don't work like that in real life. Yeah, I, I think that you might be talking about was it your gay aunties we was listening to one of them yeah not that t and queen t with queen and jay don't talk about that but right i think the one you talking about is your gay aunties um they had queer walk on okay and, and they had but yeah they talked about the they were also talking about intergenerationally like how the quote-unquote old school is pick up a phone go right. see somebody in person um you know uh she was talking about uh wishing people happy birthday and how uh she prefers to like hop off of uh like a facebook or whatever and instead get somebody a phone call you know this is a small thing you know but it, it's it's big and important to her because it's like hey this is real life this is a connection we have and i i'm for that too man i i will say though in the last year or two um i've had experiences where i've tried to take a friendship off of the internet and be like let's call each other on the phone let's text let's like you know let's talk like especially if there was like any like animosity or any level of like tension it's like hey let's talk to each other in person because it's a reminder that like we're not just internet 
like uh facsimiles we're real three-dimensional human beings Correct. and i want to look you in your eye and be like hey hey i care for you you're my friend this is going to be okay i'm not gonna like ever do some wild shit to you like that and twice in that year i talked to people on the phone and then later on they either like ghosted me or um couldn't handle the idea of this not you know like that actual like kind of contact you know so um and 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 on the for the record on the phone it was fine like it was hey we cool all right we straight we everything cool if you have any other issues you're gonna hit me back i'm gonna hit you up if you know like we this is a real this is a real moment like let's take it back to the old school a little bit instead of trying to make everything happen through you know text and type on the on social media with all these people looking on and especially with the fact that it's hard to decipher tone correct from from a from a from a message on facebook or something sometimes and especially if you already have like kind of either insecurity or anger animosity you're going to take those things negatively most of the time you're not like no matter how they intend them you're gonna be like this motherfucker is shitting on me right here in my face you're like well they said have a nice day yeah but they said it in a bitch way or whatever right yes and everybody could be like that everybody i'm not i'm not excluding myself from this so um sometimes i'm like let's just take this offline let's talk on the phone let's do something and you know and in that same time period i've actually become closer with friends some friends via let's talk on the phone let's let's take this away from the internet um so yeah i like that you know that conversation is something that really can only happen and and kind of like off off offline a little bit yeah and also to um i don't know if it's a generational thing but i think our generation because we actually grew up with actually have a forcing to talk on the telephone our generation is quicker to actually physically pick up the phone and talk to somebody right um versus the younger generation where a lot of the interpersonal skills and communicational skills they're there don't get me wrong but it's a different generation you to have a friend you know back in the day you had to talk to them there was no other option you had to look them in the eye and be like are we cool can we be friends exchange tell like you had to go through this long process to build friendships that's why some people some of the friendships they had when they were younger they still have to today and i think now it's different i can make friends by a click i can make friends Mm -hmm. by a like and we which is nothing wrong with that but when i do that there's no looking you in the eye there's no really getting to know you the quirks about you you know the uh uh, when you when you build friendships like we used to build friendships you can see people's flaws which could be good and bad and it will can kind of determine oh this is going to mesh this is not going to mesh versus when you click something i don't see anything behind the scenes all i see is your the representation of you that you want me to see and for a lot of people that's not the reality of who they really are for a lot of, for some people it is but for a lot of people it's not yeah but also you can fake it correct because like when it's the internet it's just easier to fake right like i don't have to sit at a table with you i don't have to look you in your eyes i don't have to have a tough conversation with you um i can just eject you know on the internet i can run to a bunch of people in my circle that'll make me feel like i'm right no matter what i said no matter what i did accountability for a lot of people is you know like i said most people's morality extends to whether or not they like a person so if i'm liked somewhere i can be like i smacked this dude in his face and then people you know my people will be like that was okay that's the right thing to do and 
people that don't like me will be like what the fuck kind of shit is that so it's that kind of thing where you know when you're in person or you're taking something offline or whatever i think it just makes it just a little more real i mean there's still fake people in real life there's still it's not hater proof it's not foolproof but um i do think it's something to it and also before we move on the biggest piece of this in my opinion is talking to somebody and actually seeing them in real life you have to face rejection which is something nobody wants to face right and being online allows you the privilege to avoid any form of rejection that you don't want Mm -hmm. and to deny any form of rejection that you don't want and to reject people before they can reject you and stuff like that correct um but the thing is when things are offline you can go through that process and it's not a public spectacle for everybody to see and you can keep it keep it in And, and so for me this is why i am vigilant and i get very angry when these old ass niggas get on these young children when they do things and act like they were fucking perfect the whole time and they had it together no nigga you were fucking up too we just don't have records when you were 13 you were doing some dumb shit too we didn't have instagram and all these places for you to post it and tweet because we will be doing the same fucking thing don't act like we are above the children now we are not well the and the last thing i'll say too is um i really feel like we have to have some respect for each other's humanity and that's more that's really what the offline conversation reminds me of that's what um you know i think that's why this this conversation happened the way it is because i think too often online we can get caught up in well i don't agree with this thing you said or you didn't say this the perfect way or um you, you you're not always on like some type of machine and when you're reminded like uh because i think for a lot of people uh that do know of uh feminista jones through her social media stuff there's like because of one how you get hardened from you know all these interactions that not all of them are positive correct um and then also because of the expectations of being uh to a lot of people a brand not a person you forget that oh yeah she's funny oh yeah she can be sweet okay oh yeah she can be uh uh she like things that that to you feel resolute in print when you hear her working through it's like this is part of my process like i'm like maybe i'll arrive at this is and this will be the last thing i think about this thing or maybe this is my evolution on to some other point later in life you know it's just kind of like putting it all in context that's what i love about podcasting so i love about having our own podcast we can do long form all that stuff because to me it's like oh a a, a medium where we can not be just like necessarily taken too far out of context and where people kind of give us some benefit of doubt and they hear us and they know we're human we're not you know machines we're not just putting out an essay and then going what you think about this they're hearing us think about it on the air live all right andy davis says great conversation super hot pot super who pot star says feminist jones a name i haven't heard in a long time and that is definitely a shame and my bad thank you to black Tips for reintroducing her into my life yeah you're welcome mm-hmm. trey swindu says thoroughly great conversation you had there with feminist jones rod i really appreciate her honesty i also loved her mentioning anna julia cooper everyone should read her book a voice from the south very dope read thanks no problem thanks trey and grand shuggy says great conversation please have feminist on again if schedules allow no doubt man i know i i want to say she's either i heard in an interview or she said she's also working on another book or something like that so maybe when that one comes out we'll see 
uh maga hats are confederate flags episode one i mean 1832 they are they are guys we told you uh <laughs> i wonder if these boys are racist or not do they got on that okay well yeah i'm thinking and, they're racist and, and you know what and i'm not gonna lie y'all i have been so i guess i won't say program but i'm so turned off by them fucking red hats a lot of times i don't even read what's on them i assume they say make america great again on the front of them Mm-hmm, like, like any red hat right, any red hat that i see a white person like sometimes i have to get to and read it real close i'm like oh okay but a lot of times it's not your fun it's, it's like it's almost like a mario hat you know how mario has a distinct red hat you go oh that's a mario hat now i look i go oh that's donald trump hat I, and i know that's not fair until i get a closer look but i just assume that um you don't want to be bothered with me i'm gonna be honest i don't i don't think i've ever seen one out in the wild like in real life i don't think i've ever seen a make america great again hat and we are in charlotte north carolina i mean we're in the south but i don't think i've ever been out and been like wow somebody had the fucking audacity to wear that hat right and that's the that's the thing most of the time put like this i've never actually seen it but it's just the shape of that hat just i i just go into almost like a almost like a panic mode but i've been looking like okay well let me you know is it gonna be a problem oh, oh no no my uh i mean i mean to add that my point runs in congruently with your point it was it runs concurrently with your point i'm not saying i I feel the same way you feel when i see a red hat my first thought is like is this gonna be a make america great again shit and the thing is i've never seen one of those hats but still every time right it's, it's, it's like when you walk it's like when you drive and you see a white capri you're like uh white caprice uh this is police is yeah. this a cops pulling up on me it right. don't matter how many times right because like you said it's, it's like a hood clan it like, or, or, or the confederate flag and mm-hmm. I, I have seen the confederate flag i look and i'm like oh, okay it's like you want me to know and i and and yes. and, 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 and it's noted and, yep. and 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 that's the whole purpose of it the whole purpose is to cause fear uh and i think that no matter what they say that's the whole purpose and mm-hmm. it's really fucked up when people go ain't nothing wrong with it that's because the fear is not talking towards you you know it, to me it's like a wasp like wasps is colored that way because they sting motherfuckers and bees are colored that way because they go they can sting your ass like nature be knowing the mega the mega is like nature's uh coloring of this motherfucker is venomous you know whitley f brooks says fun fact i'll be sure's fine ass son not only looks just like him but was born on his birthday wow i didn't know that sailor agony says Ryder Karen, some of these news anchors racism is coming out of them and i am done parsing it on some bullshit allegiance i've never seen so many white reporters via twitter cape up for tom brokaw uh these these same people didn't even have dan rathers back when cbs fired him in 2006 for reporting on the atrocities at a abu grave um what he said was racist offensive uh, obviously offensive and typically typical of a guy in the industry that tries to find millions of ways not to call out racism on fellow white people he said he's been saying this for years i believe the son of a bitch son of a bitch i also had it also had me thinking of a petition that nbc has his employees sign a couple of years back to have his back and those same employees had his back like parademons sucking up to dark side apparently a latina reporter did 
didn't make shit didn't take shit from him which great it shouldn't have to be this way where was chuck ty and those other white people on the panel to correct his ass also as y'all pointed out a good amount of hispanics do vote republican especially in my home state of florida they're definitely not a monolith that's for damn sure anyway i just need to vent about that i feel you saying like mm-hmm. uh yeah and i i mean sometimes it's a little unfair because i have excised a lot of whiteness from my life so i really was not surprised but also not involved with the white people that were like you know he's a good man and i know him yeah we didn't have to go through that i just was like i'm not even entertaining y'all like y'all have to stop thinking your opinion matters on this shit it really don't no white person can ever tell a black person what is not racist ever because you just don't know you don't have the tools most of y'all don't have the haven't done any work you know and honestly it shouldn't say no white people it's like a handful that have like made race work their fucking living right but most of them have done so much work they would never even go to tell you somebody wasn't racist because they like how the fuck i'm supposed to know that right it ain't no better it's like me as a man telling somebody something is sexist i don't fucking know you know oh this guy is never he's uh he would never do that shit how the fuck i'm supposed to know i've been a man long enough to know what the fuck men do when other niggas ain't around i don't know so the most i can give you is they ain't gonna wait around me that's all they needed to say with this dude hey you know what i've known tom broker a long time i'm shocked i'm shocked as y'all he never said that shit around me that's crazy the end the end you don't gotta come out and be like the man i know would never have a racist bone in his body because you're not the fucking target all your bones racist dog uh but mill 73 says rod and karen first of all uh the dude doing the cover of changes was egregious the sample is from bruce hornsby and the range a member of his own tribe white at least that part should have been good he didn't even achieve the bare minimum next i was going to say that tom brokaw can eat a dick but he probably can't give 175k blowjob so the recipient would be the one suffering shout out to andy i'll just say tom brokaw can fuck off right can fuck right off as an immigrant i can say firsthand everybody wants to assimilate for the most part when we get to north america documented or undocumented the first thing we want to do is get work get working and earn some money i know canada is different than the u.s but there are similarities first of all we live where we are welcome does he think immigrants touch down and have to rebuff offers from various groups of white people wanting us to move next door to them no we go to the indian jamaican chinese hispanic latinx uh neighborhoods uh because that's where we can find help where nobody is going to question whether or not we have legitimate business here talk to your motherfucking people tom ask why they're so fucking racist that it's hard for immigrants to assimilate also let's consider what he considers assimilation some people think that to be part of society you have to abandon your customs and traditions and conform to what's american right they think that just because they speak another language that they're trying to be separate from the rest of society fuck that guy some of these cats just upset that they have to press two for english don't they realize that unlike canada the u.s has no official language can canada's are english and french i pause the podcast to make this rant i'm gonna press play now emil thanks for listening emil mm-hmm. and i totally feel you that like yeah that just the entire premise of you have to want to assimilate what we're not the ones moving when white people move in the neighborhood it's the other way around what are you talking about right uh and also yeah i do question what assimilation means you talk about language i'm also talking about shit like politics assimilating for white people 
is some like why aren't you republican type of why aren't you more conservative why aren't you letting go of your own heritage why aren't you letting go of the political goals that would help your people that's what assimilation is yeah and for white people the assimilation question boils down to why aren't you white like mm-hmm. like when you ask those series of questions is why aren't you white i'm not bitch there's nothing i can do about it you know because a lot of it is getting closer to whiteness you will never be white you will never be accepted into whiteness and i am okay with that i don't want to be accepted i just want to be treated as equal that's all you ain't got to accept me though i've i've gotten past the point of people doing the right thing because it's the motherfucking right thing to do that i'm past that i'm like past fucking laws so that when you don't do what you're supposed to do you're held fucking accountable that's the bare minimum yeah also it's kind of um weird because the pig you know um like latinx and mexican immigrants because some of them can be white presenting and some of them can assimilate into whiteness so like it was just a bad the entire thing was stupid right d ransy ph dunn says five stars because i want to keep the love flowing among us uh dexter that says uh awesome episode as usual thanks for providing a way to smile and all this madness that build a wall shit was even the deeper scam than these racist people could have imagined episode 45 of behind the bastards talks about how the creators of the gofundme campaign are having the contributors opt in to giving their money to a 501c where the money doesn't have to be accounted for and can fund bigger scammers these include eric prince brother bessie devos and former blackwater ceo and everyone's favorite fake medical wearing sheriff uh metal wearing sheriff david clark of course a large amount of them have already opted in and not to and not getting their money back damn yeah when angry hootie child of jl kelvin is uh is on the case <laughs> you might want to consider twice before you're giving this motherfucker some money right uh ah well guess it that's the cost of racism xenophobia and ignorance yeah couldn't have found better people to scam in my opinion like a scared like if, if a racist gets they money taken from them, i don't care i'll leave the empathy to ride on this one well you just heard what i think so <laughs> i told you i told y'all all empathy is still selective I'm, i might have a thinner membrane than a lot of people or whatever but i ain't exactly nobody's fucking fool like you know you can't just be evil as fuck and i'm just like well you know i mean they evil but like nah nah sometimes it's just like you racist and that's why you lost your money haha uh, i'll be laughing my ass off at them while looking for a way to get to an alternative timeline um yeah that's funny brooklyn shoebag says one i was going to say that tom brokaw can eat a dick i concur two dl hewley can also eat a whole bag of dicks eve says i think the thing about the maga hats like anything racist nowadays is the plausible deniability come on ain't even just nowadays it's always been that way um the thing but the thing is when people wear the wear the hate they do i guess hat but hate sounds good too Mm -hmm. they do it to get a rise out of other people Mm -hmm. case in point i was in the grocery store this week i see a white man who looked like the equivalent of a wet fart in human form coming down the aisle now there are other people in the aisle he doesn't speak to any of them but he goes out of his way to say hello to me i look around and i notice i'm the only black person standing in the aisle i give him a nod i keep him moving now most white people will say i imagine things being oversensitive but it's the feelings you just can't shake in the end i feel like he was disappointed that i didn't react but boy was i seething inside yeah it's it's crazy because um uh they also have these people on online these personalities that wear the hat out places and they take pictures and stuff 
one girl just went through tsa and was like i wore my hat and they didn't say nothing to me because da 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 and it's like one you know your ass quietly went through fucking tsa and minded your motherfucking business you didn't say nothing about they should be happy to have their jobs and all that shit because your ass would have been somewhere getting fucking in a room missing your plane stopped and frisked yeah i'm not even talking about that part but just your ass would be somewhere getting missing your flight because you fucked with the wrong ones um or just they were professional and went about their job and just didn't give a fuck right uh then uh i know there was a video of this black i mean because if you went through doing the shutdown we know nobody was paying your ass no attention uh it was after the shutdown was over oh, okay yeah. but um there was this black youtube personality that's like mis- trying to be controversial all the time he wore the hat and uh in a hooters or something and then this her this waitress waitress um asked him about the hat and then he made this big ass scene about it and posted a video online and said this is how this is about black women not doing their jobs and that's what's wrong with black women and stuff because you know he's trying to be controversial and that and you know he's a misandrist or whatever he misogynist he he hates black women and it's just kind of his brand but the point being all all these conversations i'm talking about they went out in public with this hat to stir up some shit they knew mm-hmm. something would happen mm-hmm. and then they were gonna seize on it to be like look at me on youtube on instagram on twitter because the whole point is like as ev said they want a reaction you know that being said i i mean i don't blame the people that are like man fuck them or the people that are like you know i'm not gonna give into it it doesn't matter to me because the problem is whatever's going on on their side anyway it's not really our responsibility to fix and if i saw a motherfucker with a swastika or a fucking rebel flag or whatever and i you know and i had that look like yeah don't fuck with me i mean it is what it is we down here in the south we see them rebel flags you know yeah we do i don't fuck with nobody that fuck with that flag Mm -hmm. i don't care you know i don't care like you could be trying to do charity for me and i'll be like i'm good dog like i don't trust you you're wearing the symbol of hate on you and and, there, and there's not two ways to think about it for me so and that's how i feel about them fucking confederate them, them hats dl hewley took an l after terry asked if he should slap the shit out of him then that fool tweeted a story from five years ago about from when terry said that it's time for us to forgive donald sterling as if it was going to shame him but that backfired big time and dl took another l dl is a clown he only cares about racism as it pertains to black men when don imus called that women's basketball team nappy-headed hoes dl agreed with him so really he can kick rocks yeah the dl Hewley thing has really been disappointing because um it's that selective shit that people do where they are ignoring what he's saying and the things he's the people he's trolling um and the amount of misogyny and anti-lgbtq shit he said to be like well i just don't understand when dl hewley became the bad guy in this situation well he a bad person now y'all don't like him it's like look dog just because he goes on fox news and is pro-black in only that space in that kind of way you know what i mean like because he'll say something pro-black against the most racist people it doesn't mean that when he comes back to the community and is like hey gay people i'm gonna call you slurs get over it it's a joke hey uh women i'm gonna talk down on y'all shut the fuck up don't be a pussy hey trans people when i you know, like when he does that stuff that is also part of the equation and everybody wants like the people that want to defend him just want to ignore that shit because and then they wonder why the fuck i'm like listen black men are the white people or black people because of this kind of shit 
like this is the exact shit these are the moments that add up where we could go oh i see how you got to that point this dude is actually kind of a jerk when he's not talking simply about basically racism as a black male perspective anything other than that he kind of is deriding coming down on people and saying things in very inflammatory ways that would draw the ire of people within the black community that's not this is not some controversial shit to notice you don't have to be a rocket science or a feminist scholar or read some text it's very fucking plain to see like oh the kind of person that would say um uh roseanne barr needs to be fired because she made a joke at the expense of a black woman about race but then would go but i don't I, i'm a i'm a defend uh when somebody says a joke uh at the expense of our own lgbtq brothers and sisters in our community that you you can't see that that is also fucked up like it, it's that's the that's the intersection i'm talking about and it's like you're talking to uh people that are either willfully ignorant or purposely obtuse to be like i can't see what you're saying rod i can't see that intersection i can't see that connection uh one of them is totally different than the other ones no it's not you know so it's that's the thing that bothers me more than anything is the way people do it because the dl Hewley thing uh because uh i do and i do understand that uh you know terry cruz saying and i and i you know i said this when we started the show him saying should i slap the shit out of dl hewley it does feel hypocritical to then turn around and applaud that after saying like nah man violence is in the way toxic masculinity blah 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 but i also understand the humanity of like yo man i'm getting tired of y'all my brothers picking on me about this shit not to mention people always say like well he should have hit that white man uh i don't know if y'all heard he pushed the white man away from him and had to be restrained and told him to stop so this this narrative that he he didn't do nothing is so like you don't even like i said people cherry pick the facts that are convenient for them you know and i pride myself on authenticity and honesty and when we do this show i'm trying to be honest and transparent so when i'm starting off i'm like hey i feel a little bit hypocritical to like celebrate to laugh at the idea damn he'll smack the shit out of dl that is funny but i also admit that i you know in a in his in his quest to try to like detoxify this whole situation obviously i don't want that to happen obviously the best way to handle this would be to sit down face to face and him be like man but let me tell you how this is kind of fucked up that you thought this shit was funny um that's it you know to me it's that simple but um it's just like i said people cherry pick and then when you throw in the idea and this is not mocking dl this is actually saying things are so easy in in theory but not in practice dl Hewley said he had an older man that was a friend of his that sexually was involved with his daughter and he talks about how it was hurt how it hurt him because he couldn't do anything and that's the point it's so easy to talk that shit online or to make those jokes but it's harder when it's you when it's real it's not as simple as you weren't man enough why didn't you just punch him why didn't you punch that dude you know like where are we supposed to have empathy for each other so that that's the whole thing that bothers me man um it, it reminds me of this thing my dad uh says or used to say all the time when i was a kid um he said um if you so smart why you ain't rich 
right now most people will be like capitalism or some stupid woke shit that y'all say i'm not talking about he wasn't being literal his point was if you have all the fucking answers then why haven't you solved this thing already in your own life why aren't you doing great why aren't you out there in the world right now making it all happen because you got all the fucking answers over here while you're washing dishes you got all the answers folding these clothes some of this shit is stuff you don't truly understand or know about because you haven't had the to apply it practically in real life if you so smart why you ain't rich you know like it's that thing it's so easy to look at somebody else why they didn't do this right they didn't do this right it's much harder to be like what about applying this to my own life because maybe you do have the answers then why are you worried about them and not applying it for yourself if you so smart why you ain't rich why you ain't make it work for you yet you know it's 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 the biggest point you know like we don't all have all the answers we don't know everything some of us can admit it and some of us gonna walk around with that swag like i figured it all out we don't fucking know dog so anyway that's what that's what dl reminds me of like you couldn't even apply this shit to your own life dog leave terry cruz alone uh grand sugar says terry cruz is right to call out dl russell simmons and other prominent celebs that belittle and poke fun at his victimhood etc yeah that's the other thing people kept being like why he call out dl hewley that video is a year old well he also called out russell simmons he also called out 50 cent uh and he's been calling these dudes out for a minute uh i guess dl decided to finally clap back uh today or that this week or whatever but it's, that's not the first time terry cruz has brought up that as black men y'all need to chill with this the other two just seemed to go the fuck away because i don't guess i guess they was like i don't want this smoke or you know whatever <laughs> dl was acting like he wanted it um anyway um at some time at the same time he was bossing up on dl is being called into question because he became to the defense of gina rodriguez one thing doesn't negate the other yeah i didn't see him coming to the defense of gina rodriguez mm-hmm. um but it is what it is like we don't own any of these people it's the same way with dl Hewley. we don't own him we don't own 50 cent we don't own russell simmons if they choose to have some places where y'all disagree they're gonna disagree you know i know when i watched the tape of uh gina rodriguez crying on the radio or whatever i felt bad for her partially like it was somebody crying because they got their feelings hurt on the internet and shit uh i just didn't really talk about it much because i don't really want to argue with people about how something makes me feel because they're gonna act like like it's a choice i'm making to be like and you need to leave her alone like i don't know like i i, I felt something bad i feel bad when i see like azalea banks crying about uh, and this shit that she did like this that it's that empath shit it's hard to 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 know when it's either manipulation or when it's real um and then i think also with social media there's a lot of fucking um uh what's the best way to put it? a lot of peer pressure mm-hmm. to like fold into what everybody's thinking yes it is and i'm not exempt from that but i try my best to stay away from from all that shit because it's, it's honestly too much sometimes you know like if i see that after getting drugged a couple times a gina rodriguez is crying and feeling remorseful or whatever the fuck or at least feeling affected by it i can't even say remorseful because i think these draggings aren't really about teaching people anything it's mm-hmm. about 
how quick we can group up together and shit on somebody for fucking up correct and so then when we find out it really hurt their feelings or it resonated there's a group of people that like fist pump because mm-hmm. they really just want to transfer the pain right right it's sean king suing that that young these young activists it's i was hurt now you're hurting fuck you now you know how i felt you know and it's except you know the power dynamic is backwards so people are okay with it but the point being like uh i think the point was never really to educate her anyway Mm -mm. um for a lot of people not everybody but for a lot of people it wasn't really about educating her or whatever the fuck it's about fuck her and i hope she cries and all this shit and when she cries the thing that i'm still trying to figure out the words for it but there's something inside of people that i don't know it's so ugly because she cries and then because of how you have portrayed the situation it you have to make that fold into your narrative so now even her tears have to be fake right like it can't be that she's a human being that really got her feelings hurt uh and really doesn't really know what the fuck she's talking about and should just stop talking about it it has to be like no she's faking crying none of this is real and i'm like what 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 makes something real who gets to decide what's real for a human being like it's only because we decide that we don't fuck with you so therefore everything gotta fit into the narrative so anyway i didn't see what he said about gina rodriguez and don't really care and for the most part i'm trying to avoid what everybody says about gina rodriguez because she i don't know when she became this fucking important to be honest come on and it's not shade to her i really just don't i i don't watch her show i don't listen to her interviews or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. don't like, know nothing about that woman and it's not worth arguing with people about it because it's not important um are MAGA hats basically confederate flags you yes no or i wear them so i have to opt out oh you niggers um one <laughs> percent says i wear them so i have to opt out on you niggers no says five percent i don't know who you guys are right. and 94 percent say yeah uh jv dub says i saw something that said you can't spell hatred without red hat and i haven't been the same since Ooh. <laughs> a valid point come on brooklyn shubay says maga is akin to a confederate flag a nazi swastika or an out and out racial slur if the majority of people were wearing make america great again merchandise and were doing things like feeding the homeless helping to fill the sandbags to prevent flooding during the storm or building habitats for humanity then i would say that trump and his racist supporters appropriated maga and would turn it into something evil but the creation of maga has been and always been about protecting the white cishet male order of this country make america great again my black ass yep that's the other part of it too though is um with those with those hats they trying laura ingram was saying they need to start doing charity and stuff and wearing the hats while they help people too late it's too late y'all can do all the charity you want in them hats now we already know why he put them on in the first place lakita says white privilege is a motherfucker making people see what ain't even there i hate this shit fuck them kids exactly as michael jordan said the great scholar <laughs> fuck them kids <laughs> episode 1833 what you know about that uh because karen's talking about being old and stuff come on it's a process y'all brooklyn shoebay says dear rod and karen your commentary on nick cannon always cracks me up he got a talk show do white folks know what he's saying 
lol sometimes i feel the same way i appreciate the guest on the nick cannon talk show who championed black women but something about what he said also bothered me black men shouldn't feel obligated to choose a black woman because of us sacrifice and struggle race etc in a perfect world he should choose whoever makes his heart sing i don't believe that every black man that is with a white woman chose a white woman because of some twisted pathology of the white woman and is the prize denied to black men right yeah i'll say this part too most importantly um that dude the fake brother malcolm uh muhammad Mm -hmm. x X. Mm -hmm. um that dude also is um kind of problematic in a hotel so i mean i saw his facebook page and it's it's i mean his twitter page and it's hotepy as fuck um so it ain't really like either one of them dudes need to be speaking on women to be honest um and yeah the whole the 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 dating interracially versus interracially thing uh, especially when you bring in race and white women and all this shit into it um the whole thing is so like confusing and fucked up and the rules on that shit flip and flop yeah it does for a lot of people based completely off of just what gender they are so Mm -hmm. they identify more with black women then it's like whatever black women are doing there can be no wrong whatever if they're men then it's whatever black men do there can be no wrong and a lot of the like commentary about it is really about addressing the other side and like what's good for the goose is good for the gander all that shit is just so rife with like hatred and 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 division and shit i really try to stay out of it because um you like you said you really can't know you know i mean i hope that it's not the pathology of that shit that's leading people to date outside their race i hope it's not self-hate i know for some it is right and and for most people they assume that it's not until you say something that raises flags to be like oh you got a problem most people assume that you have met the love of your life the end yeah and i and i do think that nick cannon's uh discussion of the pathology of some black men is true but correct um you know by that same token um i don't know how you're supposed to know that unless somebody says it right you know and i I don't know we've heard see we have hurt each other the cis heteronormative black people obviously have hurt each other and been hurt so fucking deeply on both sides there's just no fucking way to talk about these things it's so Mm-mm. it's so vile at this point it's you know black men resenting black women for their education and their ability to uh provide for themselves and resenting that as if it's not a positive and um you know black men that that big up white women um specifically for not being black like that's the biggest attribute they share like i see the her as a better woman because she ain't black that's the only reason i'm really on this woman like this like stuff like that is just so so foul so fucked up and the the, the negro bed wench and all this type of shit and by the same token you know there's black men that do like work in black spaces and communities to like try to help black people and if they have a white spouse or some shit i've seen people be like nah fuck that i knew something was off with them it don't matter i've seen it you know i've seen it like it's just everybody's kind of always on edge because we've just hurt each other so much i don't think there's a way to talk about these things that where we don't address the hurt feelings whether whether you hurt them or not whether it's your relationship or not if we don't address that part we can't even have these discussions and nobody's interested in dissecting like how do i get 
how do i erase how do i work with this hurt so that we can have a conversation that's more fruitful than just black man white woman white woman black man white man black woman right. black like what more than what's more fruitful than that you know like we got to have something better than that correct and like you say it, it and, and the thing it is it, is a poison that has been uh given to us uh since we came to this country with the dividing of the families and all that shit and and it has rained on ever since then and it's you know probably has been there before but you know when you come to this country it's a whole different thing and then you know uh the things we do to each other and then racism and sexism like you said and a lot of people don't want to (laughs) self-reflect uh you know which would actually fix a lot of the problems because when we had this conversation we should be talking about the thing at hand not your own personal insecurities and things like that but people can't help it because it's a part of why they feel the way they feel or why they take hard stances and all this shit in their own personal lives yeah and then just also the macro picture right the bigger picture of demographic statistics it's a very damning equation it shows you there is racism that is specifically attached to black women you know especially uh in in dating marriage and these things there's a there's a a penalty that is being inflicted upon them and then so many people are uh convinced that it's a pathology of black women that is everything except racism and sexism it can't possibly be anything other than that like it has to like you know what i'm saying like it has to be something other it has to be black women aren't doing the right things black women act a certain way black like it's all and then we are so many people buy into it and they share this thing and they feel so fucking like valid valid in their opinion like black women ain't doing enough that's what the problem is see if you sisters would and people have i mean it's and it's internalized too because people like steve harvey have made a living before off of being like let me tell you why you ain't shit sis let me tell you what you need to think how you need to dress how you need to act that'll get you the man you know like so it's 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 a big complex equation right And, and and go ahead i'm sorry no it's just a big complex equation that uh is more than just whether or not uh someone has a white white wife or wife husband or not right and for a lot of people they've been fighting this fight their entire lives so you know you talking about 30 40 50 years of fighting you know and i think for um, uh particularly a lot of black women and internalizing things when uh you and, and it's so funny when a black woman gets to the point to where you're never quote unquote completely free of it because you live in the world but once a black woman get to once a black woman gets to the point where she go i don't care about your fucking ass fuck feelings man this is who i am these are things i want this is my demand no i don't support everything a black man does you know once you get to the point where you kind of you you've hardened in certain areas people act like there's particularly the black community act like there's something wrong with you and you're not loving and supporting and things like that but a lot of black women have come to the conclusion that i refuse to drive myself crazy and insane and i refuse to um uh pour energy into a bottomless pit Mm-hmm. um and that's that i will never reap the rewards of and that to each his own with that choice because a lot of people think that, that that black women are supposed to fix the race that's not realistic and that and that's the birth even though they don't say that once you get down to the root and to the cause of it it's like everything in the black community is the black woman's fault also 
everything in the black community black women is supposed to fix without resources without help you know you're supposed to fix you and turn around and fix me too and turn around and, and raise children and turn around and go to work and deal with racism and turn around and deal with all these other factors and for some women they break and when they break you know that's for some women it becomes ugly and they're just mad all the time well also i think there's um like yeah like it's not happening in a vacuum right if somebody if you woke up every day and your own the men within your own race were telling you how you ain't shit and you aren't good enough and everything is your fault and none of it is my fault you're going to eventually push back enough to where you're like i don't give a fuck what y'all say there's no way anything a black woman ever does is gonna be wrong or bad and we i've seen that before where it's like uh teen black woman right where somebody does something it's like that's actually kind of fucked up but it's a black woman so i'm gonna just act like it was okay you know i've seen that but that's happening not in a vacuum no it's not like it's not it's a response to a bunch of fucking people it's like how some people's pro-blackness is a perfect example perfect example y'all remember i think his name was christopher darden but i'm not 100 sure about this i may be taking his name y'all remember that black dude that shot those fucking cops in california and burned to death in a fucking cabin mm-hmm. and all that when shit they sit them bots in there yes and remember how black people were like rooting for him kind of online and they were making jokes about it Dorner, charles Dorner. there we go sorry take that but y'all remember uh y'all remember that y'all remember him and mm-hmm. twitter was ablaze with black people that were listening live not just listening live but i mean rooting him on correct making jokes about it like it was funny to people it was like it was us at our most callous vengeful angry and mocking of these white folks and i mean people lost their lives in this shit mm-hmm. uh reading his manifesto and and you know acting like what's good you know what's good for the goose is good for the gander now i think that was fucked up for for black people to really do that in a way but also it didn't happen in a vacuum correct it didn't happen in a vacuum this is not to say it's okay but maybe it's justifying it a bit and that's fine but the point is these things don't happen in a vacuum terry cruz saying he wants to slap dl hewley doesn't happen in a vacuum Mm -mm. he just wake up and say hey guys fuck everything i said about toxic masculinity i want to slap dl hewley that's not what he said you know to be honest he didn't even threaten him he said according to you this is how i should handle it but he didn't say he was going to anyway my point being uh a lot of this stuff doesn't happen in a vacuum so when we're talking about um you know black women this black men that and all this it's not a vacuum and even these and, and the thing is even these black men that covet white women not in a vacuum correct societally influenced you know my conditioning is being conditioned like they are societally influenced in a in a culture that hates black people anti-black and they also want to opt into some of that white privilege they also want to run away run away from the problems of blackness and race in many cases now you can't run away you're mm-hmm. still black in america right but you tr- but they but they would try you know so yeah anyway all that stuff to say is, is very complicated i know it's a huge aside to not really say much but it's, it's real complicated and those two motherfuckers probably have no business talking about it because half of this is about you know one of them is a hotel and the other one is always trying to say some inflammatory shit just to get attention so anyway 
um if you find a connect in detroit to ship you one of those shoe boxes from that lunch for that restaurant please share because i like to buy one too now i would never feel ashamed when i pack a cooler of food when i go to on the amatrack i will feel even more connected to my hair come on yep eve says i don't know what's going on between dan gatsby and b smith but the optics don't look good and he has his mistress looking after his wife now if there's some unfortunate incident with b smith then you know everyone gonna be side eye needs to yeah that's true uh catrice 206 said i thought it would never happen to me but there i was on the highway laughing hysterically wondering if i should just pull over to avoid a collision you all nick's cannon's commentary had me weak thank you thank you trey swindu says wow at this dan gatsby slash b smith article rider karen this fool didn't have to tell any of his business to the world but of course this dumbass shiftless ass negro tobias well voice just had to brag on his new side piece even after his old daughter own daughter said hey bro don't do that shit some folks are just done by default anyway thanks for another great one rider karen trey swindu thank you grand sugar says the whole b smith slash dan gatsby thing is hella messy and tucked away in the washington post article is the line about how when b smith was lucid moments she was not okay with gatsby actions he is all the way wrong damn for real wow yeah because see i think that's the other thing is they could make that like well before she started really dealing with this disease she still was kind of cognizant we used to have a conversation and i was like this might happen is that okay and she said yes and this is an arrangement we came to as you know privately as a couple and i can see that and i still don't know why you're going to washington post but i can see you saying something like that and being like okay like maybe this is something that happened and you know i get it nope when b was lucid this is a quote when b was lucid she and dan sometimes clashed over his flirtations now in photos and videos dan posts on social media his wife and his girlfriend seem like friends but are they right wow wow she might not even know who that woman is oh my god everything i read about it just get worse man why not just keep it private or something that's all you had to do i mean i'm not i mean it's it's, you know once again i don't have all the answers because i've never been in that situation Mm -hmm. i don't know what the right thing to do is correct i just know going public with that seemed pretty not a good idea right because now you have other you get other people involved and people that i question other people family and friends that was like i don't know or either that's not my story to tell you know they're getting phone calls they're getting inquiries they were like nigga shut the fuck up not even not even asking the family just the fact that you went public with it now you know the public discussion for everybody else yes you have who ain't married to none of y'all like you gotta be careful with this shit man like all this shit not for public consumption no it's not and then the other part is that he goes on social media and acts an ass about it so it's it's not even like he said it and he's secure with it i feel like if you secure with it you say it and you like and fuck how y'all feel right but he's not and you can tell by his response like you still going back and forth with people on facebook over this how why uh the poll was was dan gassy tripping and going public for his new with his new white woman nah i just i just put woman uh (laughs) with his new white 
with his new woman while still caring for his wife yes he tripping no seems reasonable to me five percent of y'all thinks it seems reasonable to go into the washington post and do this uh 95 percent of y'all think he's tripping brooklyn shoe babe says that nigga was absolutely tripping as long as you're still married making your side piece visible to the world is problematic especially if your current spouse is sick or dying it's very disrespectful when my ex-husband and i separated and i moved out our marriage had been done i mean done done we both had lovers outside our marriage but nobody knew about it because the optics of it the ink on the death certificate or on the divorce decree has to be dry before you show off your new boo and even then it's still gonna be a troubled path i think people would be able to be more forgiving if she weren't in the same house as b smith or is or if he was more discreet it's unfair for us on the outside to expect him to live as a monk he should be free to have human companionship sexual relationships etc with a partner who is emotionally and physically available but he shouldn't be on the internet flaunting it yeah i think i'm kind of on that last that last part well like if that's some i don't i don't know what it's like that to commit yourself to the rest of your life of and i will never you know my partner is is not able to be there you know as a companion sexually all this stuff i am going to take care of her because that's my not just my obligation but i want to you know same but yeah but then the rest of this my life i'm just gonna be a monk like yeah i can understand how that's not a realistic thing but then like i said if we was if i was on here like me and the white woman at tips y'all would be like the fuck are you doing and i y'all would be right what is this right a is none of their business and then b uh yeah it's gonna be a motherfucking problem yeah like how did you not see that coming Holmes? like no part of you was like "Mm, i think uh people might not be down with this shit Mm-mm. <sighs> all right uh charles Mm-mm. h baker oh. you, you you and fuji apple that that y'all having a show together won't work well <laughs> uh, all right uh charles <laughs> her name will probably still be karen that's the only thing probably charles, will be charles h baker says from what i heard and read b smith doesn't recognize her husband her daughter and her husband's girlfriend any longer she's really not herself anymore her body is there but her mind is gone also i heard that b smith's daughter has no objection to gatsby's relationship um i would like to see that i've looked up and read about it i did not see that she has no objection but plus we never know what arrangements a married couple has made b smith might have told Gatsby she wants him to find someone we don't know well see the thing charles is um if that's true he would have said it because you think he was that public with everything else but that's the one piece of information he holding back if it was if that was the truth you know he would have been that would have been the first thing out of his mouth was like me and my wife talked about this and we said it was gonna be this is gonna be okay this arrangement when she was lucid when she was still here when she got diagnosed this is one of the things we talked about you know so nah i don't buy that shit homie and i know you really don't either charles that being said you and this is important you can't say it's my business as you telling it to people you can't do that come on now it's not it's not realistic you know like you you gotta have some understanding and i and i've been here before you know we 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 do a show we are publicly together we y'all come in are invited into our life through a little window we allow right but y'all don't know every fucking thing about our business come on now come on now it's like and if i and if and if somebody starts judging us off of what they've seen of us then there's only so much we can do i can't be like it mind your fucking business i literally do this for a living karen does this for a living 
we are only allowed to really tell y'all to mind y'all business to a certain extent like if it's some shit we don't share with y'all or some shit that y'all done pride into that y'all ain't no business okay cool but if it's just like yeah the other day Karen walked in the room and slapped me and then y'all be like yo she shouldn't be slapping you what's wrong with her right what's mind your business you? that's my wife nigga like what 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 is coming from <laughs> yeah i would question me too what is wrong with me right what yeah man the other day i woke up she had a knife to my neck you know ha 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 right uh that's dangerous and she might be trying to kill you mind your business okay when grown folks is handling their relationship like nah nigga you can't have that both ways <laughs> all right you publicly went public with this fucking woman living in the house with your wife took pictures and was in the motherfucking Washington Post. You don't get to turn around and be like, y'all don't know what you talking about. What well, didn't you told us enough? You should have told us more. <laughs> or nothing. Or nothing is what I suggest. Nutboy says, I didn't like the way he announced it to the world. It felt like oversharing to the world, uh, private issues or he's doing it proudly, which was in poor taste. I just don't dig how the brother chose to unnecessarily announce his this publicly to the world but are shocked at the backlash he's facing this could all go away if he says black history month yeah actually you know what he should really do uh what he should have done in the first place is um he should have came out and um went to the hotel and just been like this is my white woman okay and we i'm tired of just i'm gonna be honest with y'all I'm tired of going out to restaurants and people asking us questions so now they all know okay maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's i'm just ripping the band-aid off when you see when you see that thanksgiving <laughs> yes i am fucking her okay so stop asking all these goddamn questions you know is it blacks like maybe that's he just didn't go far enough you know i've been looking at this backwards the whole time he, all right he should have he should have been more vocal like oh it's not about uh taking care of her it's about taking care of me and this dick ah! all right <laughs> <laughs> uh why would you tell people all right right wow wow uh let's see if we had any voicemails this week uh i think we may have a voicemail um on skype which of course is going to move very slowly uh because why would it work the right way what i didn't click that clicked here oh god this fucking program um all right is it working i'm just trying to keep it from calling because it does this thing where it's like it try to call the last person yeah okay maybe if i go here scroll down and then click this oh okay this is how you do it through chat not through calls okay so yeah we got a couple voicemail or oh, a voicemail for sure let's see if i can play it it's for my girl allegra i believe hey you two it is allegra i am um calling you right as the moment hit me and it um so that i don't forget because i'm all y'all and i forget stuff because i get distracted really easily but the point of this call is to congratulate you guys for the new york times shout out um i'm glad the rest of the world or at least the rest of this country is catching up with you so so proud to be part of you guys' community so proud to have found you guys so excited that you are getting um your recognition you two deserve it you both work very hard and you put out great content one of these days i'll be a premium member but we won't discuss that right now (laughs) 
anyway, congrats to you both. Um, all the love um, that I can give goes to you too. And thank you so much for giving us um, you, you both, and being real. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Bye. Aww. Oh, and this is Allegra. I'm not sure if I said that. I'm old, you guys. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Allegra. <laughs> thank you. You know, uh, we try. You know, it's good to be mentioned. It's good to be, uh, to be, uh, you know, um, uh, giving some recognition, man. Mm-hmm. You know, we definitely, um, been grinding for a long time. So, uh, we appreciate everybody. Um, and that was dope of my man James. Uh, alright, we got some emails. Theblackouttips at gmail.com. First of all, we got a five star review from outside the US from Australia. Yay! A relief. This podcast has become my family cookout while living in Australia. My favorite part of my day. The segments are the best. The intro rants and Rod, uh, that Rod does always gets me dying of laughing. Had to finally put in my five stars. Keep up the good work. This is from um who's it say from australia it doesn't say who wrote it uh in itunes oh bye for the black guy who tips that's who did that's who wrote it for the black guy who tips thank you thank you that's all we ask it for okay we'll reach you internationally mm-hmm. um let's see um hold on. what is this one I, did i put this in the wrong folder okay yeah i actually put this in the wrong folder so let's put this back in the inbox the old inbox here that's my bad guys okay why can't i just move it to the inbox do i have to type in inbox oh goddamn. okay don't know how to do that move to gmail all right uh all right let's see um leonardo writes in hello guys hello neil leonardo uh y'all always coming up with some message that be right on time and this is why i mess with y'all you take the time to fully discuss things to try to make sure all the listeners walk away with some understanding a while back you guys had an episode about financials and paying things off uh at the time i was in my white uh in-laws basement with my newborn daughter and that really resonated with me as a 26 year old that's the only one that's the only one with a wife and a kid none of my friends really understood how i was feeling at the moment and you guys really spoke some words that made me want to keep saving saving my bread so that we could move out and buy a house i can understand where terry's coming from oh by the way that's dope mm-hmm. you know i wish i had that type of mentality at, at, at that age 20 something yes you know although in all fairness we kind of did like it just was a struggle but we did like we scrimped and saved and fucking put money aside and worked hard and all that stuff and you know we're doing better than we were at the time mm-hmm. and we have paid off more stuff because um you know a lot of people don't talk about it but like debt like people always say like put some money in savings and shit which is fine but right but you can be negatively saving because you can be putting money in savings while accumulating debt and the interest on debt is much higher than the interest on your savings yes. so you have to really balance that out like what's more important pay off the the shit that i owe that's also accumulating interest at a much higher rate or put a couple you know put some money aside and especially with the way most people operate with savings you really can't get much in there and then when you do um you end up taking it out sooner than later you know right and and like you said 
it's it's a difficult choice to make because a lot of times when a lot of these people tell, talk to people in general about saving and all this stuff, they're talking to people that have enough money to actually put a decent amount of money into savings. The average person can't do that. Like, you, you need to focus on paying off the debt to get to the point to where you can save and put it in there and it actually means something and it actually can accumulate and can it actually be beneficial to you you know when people go well you know you need three months worth of salary in the savings where where who can the average person cannot afford that initially right. what are we talking about here who is trying to put that money to the side when my loans are probably higher than the little bit of money like you said a little bit of money i'm putting in there and what i didn't something i know it might sound silly but something that i recently learned i didn't know that what compound interest was like you know how when you do your credit card and you know your balance rolls and they be like well you have compound interest i didn't realize the compound interest is actually a daily interest it's like a really small fraction of interest that actually is accumulated daily that's why a lot of times people wonder why can't i never pay this off and why am i always paying the interest and not principal that's because it's a constantly growing thing and this is one reason why they always are trying to get people to open up new credit cards another trick that they do particularly when you're younger when you're older you're more wise wise when you're when you're younger they don't tell you this if you keep your credit cards paid off and paid low they will actually increase your credit um uh limit without you asking a lot of times and shit like that too because at the end of the day they want and they desire you to be into debt i can understand where terry is coming from because as a big ass black man one of our first things you learn is you can't do what everyone else is doing come on if he had fought that dude we will be hearing how he is out of control and all that bullshit oh yeah a lot of people would be happy with him being a martyr that's just real talk like him they like listen i don't know i don't mean to i don't mean it to sound mean but it sounds a little bit mean um and it's not and i love my people and shit but some of these motherfuckers are much more happier worshiping a dead martyr than a live human being come on um it's the way that everybody hates all these activists that are being activists right now but then they all love martin luther king and malcolm x when the motherfuckers was alive it was other black people that had problems with them yes sir it's never a monolith till you dead you know kaepernick wasn't the, the wokest king and shit until he fucking took that knee and didn't get no job well he was out here telling people not to vote or saying that he wasn't gonna vote because both sides are saying coin it was a lot of black people that had a problem with him like hey man what the fuck you doing you got this platform and this the shit you want people listening to you to hear like you got to think about these things you know and i'm not saying he hadn't thought about them but you know that's how people right. felt they felt like they could disagree now that he ain't got no job right he's a martyr in a sense and now it's all just he need to have a job i know that much we can all agree on his suffering that's what they would have did with terry cruz some people want that they rather him not be making a living so we can go oh these white people they hate a black man it's inconvenient that he's alive living making a living and also calling out other black people like yo this shit is fucked up we shouldn't support you know villainifying and, and demonizing survivors of abuse they don't like that um anyway and yeah he a big black man he'll punch that dude that been the rap for him anyway love the show you guys are one of the con uh constants in my life even though i don't know y'all on a personal level carol's reactions and ad-libs are the funniest part of the show to me i love the way you guys cover trump love thank you baby thank you leonardo um let's see what else we got here um we got this from uh ka who says uh oh hey ron and karen recently caught up on balls esports and list smacking good episodes from a couple weeks ago and had several comments one please have puerto rico suave back on soon he was fantastic it was like seeing you guys tweet back and forth in real time laugh my ass off uh 
yeah dom is cool dude man um you know it's, it's his team just beat uh the sixers who didn't have clay thompson and he was very excited about that for some reason uh so congrats to him uh but you know his team also is trying to ship out marcel fultz as i said they would because they wouldn't just sit him for the year and let him heal um and jimmy butler didn't make the all-star game even though dom told me he was a top five to ten player in the nf in the nba and i said no he's top 20 and uh he argued me down at the time and i said no i won't back down from this i'm i know my shit and you you don't understand that i these things i say may sound funny but um i'll be knowing what i'm talking about and uh he he refused to acknowledge that i was right and then he slipped up the other day and said well jimmy butler's still top 20 and i said "Uh oh hold up player that's where i started you see what i'm saying so if you stick around long enough eventually you have to concede that i'm right i just want to know how many top five to ten players in the nba while healthy not on suspension or under scandal haven't made it to the nba all-star team i'll wait and also let's add in this how many haven't made it to the nba all-star reserve roster like just the people that are like the coaches pick Mm. okay well how many of those people also didn't even make it to the alternate roster when one person victor oladipo got hurt out for the season so they need a replacement and they get d'angelo russell and not jimmy butler but that's your man okay i rest my case (laughs) number two as a chinese american i thought karen's asian comments were hilarious good thing the show is behind a paywall or woke asian twitter may have tried to cancel you (laughs) too don't add me up in it because i'll be the only one on the show like karen i don't know if that's racist (laughs) those are karen's thoughts okay like i will throw this black woman (laughs) under the bus just like b smith oh Mm -hmm. uh three that's how it's gonna happen karen gonna say something racist and get canceled then i'm gonna come on here with my white woman that lives in the house that takes care of here like guys uh it's rod and the white woman who tips guys we are just back with a new episode uh number three i too think gazpacho is overrated i have i have with oh I'm yeah that cold soup we had at ah, Bo- booyah mm-hmm. it's tasty and i will never turn it down but soup is meant to be eaten hot that what that's a hill i'm willing to die on it, it, the cold soup always throw me off i don't know why because i always ask sometimes is it hot or cold because i prefer cold i mean hot soup and like i said i got cold soup for the first time i was looking, looking at them like oh I, I almost wanted to be like can you heat this up yeah i'm just letting y'all know for real dog uh i don't know if that's racist or anti against their culture but that cold soup is not for me Mm-mm. no offense uh tanya says uh oh toy toynia says hey it's toy two things one b smith's husband isn't wrong for wanting companionship he is dead wrong for bringing that woman into his wife's house it is disrespectful to his marriage and his family my grandmother is friends with a man who is married to a woman with alzheimer's he is still in the marriage with her out of respect for his family and his love for her it is his income and health insurance that is taking care of her she is very well taken care of my grandmother has zero intention of being his girlfriend and or wife she definitely would never move into that nigga's house like hell no she took care of my grandfather until he died and she thinks it is honorable that he wants to do the right thing by his wife two i listen to y'all on spotify and they don't let you leave reviews who can we talk to about this i want to leave five stars i do not understand that about spotify y'all i wonder why 
they don't allow you to leave because that's like spotify is a music platform most people don't leave reviews for music but with the podcasting because they have a big they it's like all in one which is very convenient they should allow have a system where you can leave i do where you can leave five stars i've never understood that about them and i never particularly google play why don't why can't i leave five star review on google play a hug and thoughts and prayers uh for my girl uh sugar babe hi karen and rod i just wanted to drop a quick line to send much love and condolences to your longtime listener really dark night mm-hmm. i don't know exactly how he, how he feels but as someone who dealt with that in my family it's unfathomably tough and devastating um they aren't always the right words or react there aren't always the right words or reactions that'll ease the loss and heal the pain that said i wish him the cliche love light healing prayers and less pain and more laugh this time goes by love and commiserations sugar babe thank you oh thank you baby it's very nice of you mm-hmm. and uh yeah i think i'll speak for the entire community when we say you know wishing him the best and understanding that you know that's a very difficult thing to go through right uh all right guys that's it for today we appreciate y'all so much thank you for all the love and listens and uh sharing and all that stuff uh we will talk to you guys later until then i love you i love you too Mwah.